Do you ever hear a story and someone says a phrase, a niche, something, and before you get to the end of that story, because they said something within there that kind of clicked with you, that you associated with a time, place, or an event, or you know, an ideology, you kind of lost track of what they were saying. I don't know, as me as a kid, I used to be very focused into what people would say, but I would also listen to some of the underlying undertones that people would have, um, or the underlying tone itself, because there's always a tone and then an undertone, so, um, or the effect of the tone itself. But that being said, there are times when I say things to people and I try to be very, very careful of the way that I phrase things because I often think to myself because of the way that certain people are brought up, whether you're introverted, extroverted, it doesn't really matter, but because of the way that certain people are brought up and what you're exposed to. If I say something like a point of attack, okay, and it were in military terms, it would be something completely different than a teacher speaking and stating, um, today we're going to take this from a different point of attack. So when I speak to you about terminology, when I speak to you about the content of our words, okay, um, and how something, something very small can become something very um, gargantuous, can be um, engorging. It can be literally um, become something very painful, okay? And it's just because of a, a twist on terminology, all right? So I'm very careful when I say certain things, and I'm very careful not to mince my words. So when I speak straightforward, and I say certain terms, I mean them with no disrespect. Um, there are some people that have different styles of learning. And my particular style of learning is um, having faith in the way that I shine. Okay. Um, I cannot control um, the information that I give to people. It is normally on a 360 degree level. I am not meant to give people an educational lesson per se but if you are going to give someone some knowledge then it is very pertinent for you to give them the most intricate details so that they can identify or associate with them but not to associate as in an analogy. More to associate with logically. Because there, will, there are circumstances when an analogy is not the correct way. When you use an analogy and you're like, well, if you do this, then it's like this. But if I'd always used an analogy... I would never have the straight facts. That would be an analogical association. 
but I would never have the true story itself. I would just be going analogy to analogy to analogy to analogy. And that's not really a learning process per se. That is just a process that diminishes the value of the content of the conversation itself. There's nothing really being gained from it. It has no core value. It has no structural integrity. It is not. It's a waste of time, basically, so to speak. I don't mince my words because some words are never meant to be minced. And then I cannot say that it is a waste of time because there is no such thing as a waste of time. You're either learning or you're unlearning. And if you can say, well, how can you unlearn? You can, you can unlearn a lot of things. It's just called forgetting. Um, I didn't say my manners today when I went to go eat. If I didn't say my manners tomorrow, I am starting to unlearn something or forget something that I've always done. Now, I can change the terminology, but basically... No matter how you put it out there, you're just modifying behaviors, correct? And ultimately, that is what life is about. Just that simple, just that complex. However, on a different forum, people modify their behaviors through faith. They modify their behaviors by the way that they love other people during adversity, the way that they transition, the way that they heal others, the way that they feel others, the way that, that they, um, take, um, a mastermind, so to speak of a plan and they take intricate parts of it. And they allow themselves to actually be present in mind, body, and spirit. Life is about being present. But it's also, it's not just about being a presence. It's about being present. And there are a lot of people that are being a presence, but they're not being present. Meaning they're not really paying attention to all of the intricacies, the intricate details of what's going on and when you look at the intricate details that's what shifts the balance between negative and positive just looking at intricate details there are a lot of people that are running away from a lot of bad experiences there are a lot of people that are traumatized in a lot of environments and quite frankly I, w I don't wish ill on anyone but the reality of life itself okay is that life is for the living and love is the only thing that can be freely given you can always look for people to give with you know with donations and you can always look for people to help out um with programs and stuff but ultimately even love has a cost in life There's nothing in this life that is free. Not your freedom. People have paid great prices for it. Not your education. 
Nothing is free. But one thing that is unconditional is love. So if you ever feel like you're overwhelmed with a lot of things that are going on in your life, if you ever feel like you're constantly at polarized opposites with where you with the words that are coming out of your life, out of your mouth, but out of your with the words that are coming into your life and out of your life, meaning the people that are around you in your environment. If you ever feel like you're overwhelmed with all of the things that are coming at you. I think it's really imperative for people to understand that sometimes it is the difference of our dialect and it is the because of the difference in certain people's dialect, it is the, the type of tone that you take, it is the way that you embrace people, it is how nice or how caring or how nurturing or how there are certain ways that you have to deal with certain people and sometimes I don't think people understand how important it is to kind of compromise with the way that you take certain tones with people, so to speak. I I have a tendency sometimes to not retreat. I don't want to call it retreating, but it is. Um, and retreating to me... Um, might be many things okay um a retreat might be you know taking a vacation um a retreat might be you know having um a soul control hour a retreat might be you know just meditating a retreat might be you know writing a retreat might be a lot of things but to take retreats and to also reassess a lot of the things that have been going on within your life is really important because sometimes people place a lot of things on the security within their life. They, we place a lot of, of our, um, a lot of our time and our effort and our energy into worrying about what is going to be our security for the future. And then some people are just more worried about being placed as opposed to their security. And when you're looking at this as someone's standard operating procedure of where they want to be in life, okay, I kind of want to tell people you want to align with people of like mind, but sometimes you don't have the ability to align with people of like mind because sometimes you're that eccentric that people don't really think the way that you think. So sometimes it might be very imperative to reignite this realistic reasoning, okay? To understand that there are m many versions of what I can see, okay? There are many versions of what can be seen of many people. That's why some people will say in some communities um, that, you know, there's this uh, egregious you know, uh, crime that happens. Okay. And they're like, well, I would have never thought this person, you know, no one would have, would have ever thought. Okay. And that's the, the thing of it is, is that you're not thinking about a criteria of criminality. When you look at your neighbors, your realistic reasoning is that you're just looking at them like they're the everyday Joe. But if you're looking to reinforce a supportive system, if you're looking to foster a sense of care, 
a continuum of care, then you need to start looking at things from a different point of view. Because you're daydreaming. Okay. If you think that every person that comes at you has the best intentions in the world. But you're also, and this is playing devil's advocate, I suppose, on my own behalf. But is not life about that daydream? Did life not start with a daydream? Do we not look for the best in everyone that we've ever come across? And is that not the way that people want to live within their lives? I don't want to necessarily see the negative in people. I don't look to see the negative in people. I've always searched in people to see the most positive aspects that I could ever possibly find. But the reality of life itself is that it is important for people to understand that it is complicated when it's to when we're talking about individuals and, and individuals belonging in certain environments and, and being confident in their placement within that environment. It is a process. It is a work in process. And so is life. So sometimes it's really important for people to understand that these processes that we devise within our life, these systems that we have, these routines, protocols, regulations that we have, they have been put into place traditionally so that all of our, all of our, um, our resources, all of our ideologies, all of our sustainable structures that we have, all of our environments, all of our alignments basically start to come together. And it's very easy for us to come together if we understand how we are linked together by lineage. But it's it's a lot larger than that because life is more than just living out loud. Life is about the continuum of life. And that is a design that is served best cold, just like revenge. And ultimately, and I'm sad to say this, but, and I hate to say it like this, but if people do not start understanding why they need to place the security of our existence the security of our communities the security of our environments if we don't understand why we are investing into the security of our environments why we're investing into agricultural needs or agricultural means so to speak you know and this is these are things during the daytime but um or things that you can see i'm not going to say during the daytime things that you can see okay But the things that you do not see, the things that people are not paying attention to, that's the, those are the things that come out to light. And when they come out to light, it's already an atrocity. So I guess what I'm trying to say to people is it's very important for people to align with balancing the way we're communicating with each other. But that communication has to be universal. Universal. 
and understanding that there's certain things and that sense of belonging. We belong to this earth, but we are visit. We belong to this earth, but we will return back to this earth if we don't start understanding and embracing some of the concepts. And ultimately, it's a, it's our life cycle anyway, and that's just the cold aspect of the design itself. But we come from the earth and we return back to it. And in order to stay here, we must respect it a lot more. All right, T, you're going to have to cut this up. It gets broken up into four pieces. <laughs>